Welcome to the weekly message from Rama Family Church. It is our hope that as you listen to this message, you will come to know Jesus better and be established in your faith and equipped for the work of the ministry. You can view the sermon notes and listen online at rhema.org.au forward slash media. Well, good morning, everyone. It's lovely to see you this morning. Just wanted to let you know that I'm not Pastor Tony, so I just thought you invite, just in case you didn't know that. Um, Pastor Tony and Patsy are in Victoria. Um, they had a wedding on the weekend and they're also ministering down in Victoria to one of our outposts. And uh, so that's why they wanted to send a greeting to you this morning and uh, let you know that they'll be back soon. Okay, so here am I and to uh, bring the word this morning to you. Uh, First of all, um, Pastor Tony want to let you know that um, next week, uh, Pastor Patsy will be ministering um, something that the Lord's put on her heart in regards to generations. So that'll be very interesting. I know Pastor Patsy has a wonderful word and brings great teaching. And, um, And then... After that, the following week, we're going to start a new series. Uh, Pastor Tony's starting a new series called The Children's Bread. So we can look forward to hearing also from our wonderful Pastor Tony and his teaching. So let's pray. Father, firstly, we just lift up to you those in our congregation of members who are away on holidays we, Father, we lift them up to you. We thank you, Father, that they can enjoy a break. That, Father, you protect them and care for them while they're away and bring them back safely. Father, we just thank you that we have wonderful people in this congregation. Just bless them on their holidays. And, Father, we now commit this time. We have a purpose this morning to hear from you, from your word. Father, we ask that you help us to open our hearts to receive your word. That, Father, we look beyond the man, beyond the person, but we listen to your word. So, Father, we commit this time to you and we thank you for this opportunity to hear your word. So open our hearts, Father, and help us to receive your word this morning. In Jesus' name we ask this. Amen. Well, the subject I have for you this morning is called... Wisdom, the principal thing. The, the interesting thing was that I, we, we're, this came about from we were praying one Saturday morning with the men's prayer. And we, we were praying about various things about the church and how we want to see the church develop. We want to do it God's way. We were praying for the congregation. We are praying for our finances. And Part of that is praying for wisdom. And I, it just came to me, the Lord spoke to me and said, well, you know, wisdom is the principal thing. In all our decisions, in everything we do, let's look to God's wisdom. You know, we can have man's wisdom, but we need God's wisdom. We are the body of Christ, we are his, and we should be following his direction. So I'm going to talk about... Uh, Wisdom, the importance of wisdom in our lives. And uh, I know that um, I look back on my life, I just turned 68, and 
I, I, look, I look through my life and I think, boy, there are times when I thought, oh, I wish I had followed the wisdom of God. I made mistakes. And of course, I know that you don't, but I, I, I look back and I think, that was foolish. And I'm, so, look, I've realised that, yeah, there are times I have made good decisions, but there are times when I've regretted making decisions. And I'm sure, well, if we're going to be truthful, we've all gone through that process. And isn't it wonderful if we can get hold of and take a hold of God's wisdom and operate in it all the time? And that everything we did, we wouldn't make a mistake. We'd follow his direction. That'd be wonderful. <laughs> so we're going to look at wisdom and what it means. So we're going to turn to Proverbs 4 and uh, 1 to 9. I'm reading from the New King James. Okay, it's up there. It says, Hear, my children, the instruction of a father, and give attention to no understanding, for I give you good doctrine. Do not forsake my law. When I was my father's son, tender and the only one in the sight of my mother, he also taught me and said to me, Let your heart retain my words, keep my commands and live. Get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her and she will preserve you. Love her and she will keep you. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom and in all you're getting, get understanding. Exalt her and she will promote you. She will bring you honour when you embrace her. She will place on your head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory she will deliver to you. So here you see, God. We, we're going to put it down, I mean this was Solomon talking, but he was talking about his father David, but we can apply this to our heavenly father as we look at this, because we're talking about godly wisdom. And God is saying, get wisdom. Get wisdom. Now that's a fairly direct command, isn't it? Get wisdom. Now, he wouldn't have told us to get wisdom if there wasn't any wisdom available. Isn't that right? Wisdom doesn't fall on us like cherries out of a tree or something like that. But we have to get it. We have to take some action ourselves. You know, when Jenny rings me up on the phone sometimes and says, will you get some milk from the uh, supermarket? I suppose there's, you know, it implies that, you know, um, there's milk to be got. We need, and it's at the silver supermarket. It also tells me that we need milk. Well, it's the same as wisdom, you know. It tells us to get it, so it must be there to, to be got. Amen? When, when, can you remember when your mother used to yell at, time, at dinner time? She says, come and get it. Come and get it. It's all on the table. 
Well, it's all ready. You know that, don't you? Dinner's ready. So God is saying to us, come and get it. Come and get it. So wisdom is an important part that we need to understand. So wisdom is the principal thing, as Proverbs 4, 7, we just said. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. In all you're getting, get understanding. Now, principle means first in order of importance. First of all. Sometimes we don't. We don't use God's wisdom first of all. We think, oh, I'll do it my way, and I'm going to do it this way. And then later we go, gee, maybe I should have done it God's way. So it says it's the principal thing. It's the first thing. You know, God is a God of wisdom. Amen? The Spirit of God is called the Spirit of Wisdom, and we have the Spirit of Wisdom inside here, in us as believers. And, of course, the Word of God is the Word of Wisdom. So we've got it all there for us. So what we have to do is get it. Um, so wisdom, what is, let's look at what it means. What, what is, uh, we define wisdom. I don't know if it's up on the board. I know they were having problems before. Okay, I've got wisdom here. It says defined is discretion, understanding, illumination, skillful, and craftsmanship. There's some of the words. It also says, I've got here um, from the vines, wisdom is the mastery in the art of living in accordance with God's expectations. Wisdom is the ability to make right choices at the appropriate time. Is this speaking to you? It speaks to me. <laughs> Wisdom is having insight into the true nature of things. Just let those soak into you. Wisdom is the ability to view certain actions that you can take, but also to be able to say, well, I can see the end result of that. Should I take that action? So it's ability to be able to see beyond the... Of course, most of us operate, and I do sometimes... Uh, we don't think through what we do. And that's when we find ourselves you know, going the wrong direction or doing the wrong thing. So where and how do we get wisdom? Uh, Proverbs 2, verse 6 and 7 says, For the Lord gives wisdom, from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. So we get wisdom coming from God. He has it all. I'm sure we, we see God as being pretty wise. <laughs> Proverbs 9.10 says, and we know this verse quite well, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. When it says fear, it means reverence, that we reverence and respect him and take note of what he's saying. And, and it says there, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. So how do we get wisdom? Well, James 1.5 
certainly tells us. It says, if any of you is, is deficit in wisdom, let him, what does it say? Let him what? Ask of the, the giving God who gives to everyone liberally and unjudgingly, ungrudgingly, sorry, without reproach or fault-finding, and it will be given to him. So this is how we get it. We ask. Is this too simple? <laughs> Some of this is so, as I said, it's so simple. We try to make things complicated, but it's simple. Colossians 3.16 says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, in all wisdom. So here do we get, where we get the wisdom of God is from the word of God, from God himself. Spending time, also, if you spend time with wise people, that wisdom... <laughs> I saw that. Wise people... You'll start, that wisdom will start to rub off on you. Amen? Spend time with wise people. If you hang around with foolish people, you'll pay the price. There is a council of the, of, there's a council of the godly and there's a council of the ungodly. And it's up to us to choose which one we're going to listen to. Uh, I'm just thinking of my work. I work with... Um, 13 women, and uh, no offence women, and one guy, and at lunchtime they all get together and chatter, and it's of my habit now that I don't go and sit in the lunchroom while they're chattering, because the things that come out of their mouth I don't want to hear, and uh, it's not wise to listen to, and uh, therefore it's as wise I have my lunch um, with a couple of the guys later. But, you know, it's just wisdom to what comes into your ears can go into your heart. So important. There is a difference between man's wisdom and God's wisdom. And, of course, that's pointed out in James 3, uh, 15 to 17 says, This wisdom, the um, worldly wisdom, does not descend from above, but is earthly, sensual, and demonic. For where there... Where, for where envy and self-seeking exists, confusion and every evil thing are there. Then it goes on verse 7, it says, But the wisdom that is from above is pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, Ooh, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality, and without hypocrisy. The difference is a great gap between earthly wisdom and heavenly wisdom. Earthly wisdom is sensual and demonic. So you can see here the difference. We want to follow God's wisdom. Amen? We want to take hold of his wisdom. I've just given an example of what God's wisdom is capable of in Proverbs 3. Uh, 19 and 20. Now, God operates in wisdom. He is wisdom. And it says, The Lord by wisdom founded the earth. By understanding, he established the heavens. And by his knowledge, the depths were broken up and the clouds dropped down the dew. 
In Proverbs 8.22, which we won't turn to, it's really interesting to hear wisdom says, says, I was there when the world was created. I was there helping God. I rejoiced in all of this. And uh, the cooperation of wisdom and God, of course, God is wisdom. It's seen there. So that wisdom, as I said, is something we need to, to get hold of and to apply it to our lives. Because we have so many voices in this world, so many ideas coming from people's theories, people's ideas. We see it on the TV, we read it, we experience it at our work, wherever we are. The worldly wisdom. But let's look at godly wisdom and let that apply to us. And I believe that as we do this, that we will grow strong in him, we'll mature as Christians, because I believe God is calling us in these last days to shine, to show examples of God's goodness, to be the examples in the world and see the difference between God's way and man's way. It says in, in Proverbs 1, 20 to 21, wisdom is calling us. It says, wisdom calls aloud outside. She raises her voice in the open squares. She cries out in the chief concourses and the openings of the gates in the city. She speaks her words. How long, you simple ones, will you love simplicity? For scorners delight in their scorning and fools hate knowledge. So here we see it says that wisdom is calling Hello, James, James. And I'm making a decision, I'm thinking about something. And wisdom is saying, James, listen to me. James, listen. <laughs> it also says that in, in Proverbs 2, 2 and 3 that we are to cry out for wisdom. So it says here, so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding. Yes, if you cry out in dis for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding. So when you hear, James, I'm here, wisdom, you go, yeah, I'm listening, I'm crying out, I need you. I need you for the dis decision I need to make. There are many benefits for us to, to walk in wisdom. Many benefits. And uh, I'm, I'm giving you the word of God. You know, people say to me, oh, you give too many ver Bible verses. But my words really don't really mean much. But the word of God, we can't, you can't do without the word of God. I think then I, there's no arguments like, well, that's not what, J well, this is what God says. James says, well, that's okay. Well, forget that. But what the word of God says is so important. Proverbs 4 6 and verse 8 and 9. It says, Do not forsake wisdom, and she will preserve you. Who will preserve you? Love her, and she will keep you. Who will keep you? Exalt her, and she will promote you. Who will promote you? There's some keys here, isn't there? She will bring you honour. Who's going to bring you honour? When, when you, she will give you honour if you embrace her. 
She will place a, on your head an ornament of grace. Who was going to give you grace? An ornament of grace. Okay. And a crown of glory she will deliver to you. These are the rewards of operating in God's wisdom. Also, Proverbs 8, 32 to 35, it says, now, for, now therefore listen to me, my children, for blessed are those who keep my ways, wisdom's ways. Hear instruction and be wise, and do not disdain it. Blessed is the man who listens to me, wisdom, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the post of my doors, for whoever finds me finds life and obtains favour from the Lord. Wow. Here you go. You're going to be blessed. It's it. There's some action here. It says about waiting at my gates, looking for wisdom in everything you do. So important. Proverbs 9.11 says, For by me, wisdom, your days will be multiplied, and years of your life will be added to you. Wow. You know, making a wrong decision can cause some catastrophic results. And I see young people today who make decisions about their lives and do some risky things and sometimes their life is ended because they have been foolish and made the wrong decision. But it says here, length of days will be added to you if you operate in his wisdom. There's an inter interesting verse in Ephesians 3 about the church, about wisdom. In, in Ephesians 3.10 it says, The purpose is that through the church, the complicated and many-sided wisdoms of God in all its infinite varieties, this is from the Amplified, and innumerable aspects might now be made known to the angelic rulers, the authorities, principalities and powers in heavenly sphere. So here we have it's the importance and responsibility, and I believe in today's world, we as a church need to exhibit God's wisdom in all that we do that we have success in all that we do, in our marriages, in our relationship with our family, in our employment, to operate in his wisdom, to show God is great and that his way is the best way. So we are encouraged to walk in God's wisdom. Ephesians 5, 15 and 16, it says, Look carefully then how you walk, Live purposefully and worthy and accurately, not as the unwise and witless, but as wise, sensible, intelligent people, making the very most of the time, buying up each opportunity because the days are evil. I like that. Making the most of the time. Sometimes we just... Are functioning and we go along and we don't even think about what we're doing. We do our routines, our, our habits, and we're not thinking. And we just do, we spend time wasting time. But it says here we need to make the most of time 
because time is ticking away, as the song used to say, tick, tick, ticking away. And Jesus is coming very soon. James 3.13 says, Who is there among you who is wise and intelligent? Sounds a bit prideful there. Well, it says, Then let him, by his noble living, show forth his good works with the unobtrusive humility, sorry, which is the proper attitude of true wisdom. Wow, did you like that? The proper attitude of true wisdom, on unobtrusive humility. Whew. So you can see that the world system and the world sees wisdom in a way and they're proud of it, intelligent, etc. But God's way is different. It's completely the opposite. It's just enjoying God's presence, hearing from him, not being boastful, just operating and just asking and always asking him his advice in everything you do. And because I always say God knows your name and address. He knows exactly where you're at, what you're doing. And he wants, he's calling out, hey, use my wisdom. Don't go down that way. Don't make that decision. Listen to me. Listen to my word. So we are, we are, are you know, kind of directed to get wisdom. And if we don't have wisdom, guess what? It's not God's fault, is it? It's because he's saying, get it. But we have to... It doesn't drop on your head and go, oh, thank you, Lord, I receive wisdom. Plop. Wish it did. That'd be very nice. But we have to seek it out. You know, being foolish is the opposite of being wise. The wise man sees what's going on and what's going to happen. But foolish people are heedless. They're unaware. They're unaware and they don't have a clue. The wise man, as I said, seeks and knows and thinks through and asks God for wisdom about the end result of their behaviour or their action. And there are times when they come across a temptation and they'll, because we're all human, all of us are human, and you know the flesh is tempted. A wise person thinks, well, okay, if I do this, what's the end result of that? Thinking it through. A person who's not wise will just go straight blindly into it and then go, you know, foolish people are, are surprised. They go, oh, oh, I, I realised I maybe shouldn't have done that. But it's too late. Well, they, they've said something and they go, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that. So they rush into things, but the wise person is watching and listening and thinking about my action. Well, what, what will happen if I do this? And that's a good, it's a good exercise to do that. When you make decisions, you think, now, 
Who's this going to impact? What's, this, what's the end result of this decision? It's good to think through those things. Even in churches, there, there are people who are rushing in, rushing in to get that favourite seat. And they, you know, feathers are flying and they're pushing to get that favourite seat because I want to be there. And uh, that's not wisdom <laughs> because wisdom prefers someone else. Wisdom walks in love. And then someone comes flying in the car park and they're, they, they're, they're la- running late and they, there's another number of, number of cars there and they push the, you know, they sneak into that spot when someone else is just trying to get in there. Ever done that? <laughs> oh no, that's right. People run in to do these things and they're listening to God is love. Praise the Lord. Just watch out, but <laughs> Operating in the wisdom of God is contemplating and thinking before we do something and asking God what he thinks. There are many decisions that we make, big decisions, little decisions, which we need to... Well, we belong to him. We have children. Dad, what do you think about this? You know, I've made some... Good decisions uh, in regards to even buying cars, and you know there were times when we've prayed about buying a car. Remember that little yellow car we bought? It was a big step for us when we were first married, and and we prayed about it. And the Lord said, "Yeah, okay, that's fine." And that car lasted for years, and we used to travel a long way to church and to work, and it just kept going and going. And even when we sold it, uh, it was still going well. Now, that's, that's just an example of, you know, in everything. Proverbs 3, it says, In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. That's probably one of my favourite verses. Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6. Don't trust in your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. So we need to be hungry. We want, I, I desire to be wise. I desire not to make mistakes, don't you? Yeah. Okay, in the future. You may be facing some big decisions even today. So, well, look, look at God's wisdom. Go and ask him what to do. So I'm just going to give you some practical things about wisdom. Um, how are we going for time? Good. Uh, wisdom means that we're teachable okay we're teachable some people go well don't need to tell me anything I know it all okay I know all about the word of God I know about revelation I know about the spirit of God I know you know you can't tell and people sit in the church and may I know it's not you in other churches think well I know more than that person yeah, I know that. Yep. And they dismiss the word of God with their attitude. So we need to be teachable. You know, Proverbs 1.5 says, A wise man will hear an increase in learning. And a man with understanding will attain wise counsel. Wisdom means we watch and listen. We're not ready to sprout. 
You know, wisdom means we watch our words that come out of our mouths. There are some people who have a motor mouth. And whatever they think comes out their mouth without thinking, well, what's the end result? We have to watch our words. Everything we say, words have, is power. We can put someone down like that with your word. You may, think about, you may be thinking about someone in a negative way and, and before you know it's come out of your mouth. And you go, you can't kind of pull it back in, which you could. So wisdom is watching your words. Uh, Proverbs 17.27 says, A truly wise person uses few words. A person with understanding is even-tempered. Proverbs 10.19 says, In a multitude of words, sin is not lacking, but he who restrains his lips is wise. Is this is this okay? Is this okay? I mean, you, it's it's all right. You're just making adjustments. I think that's one of the biggest things we have to deal with is our mouth. It's it's something which our motivation for what comes out of our mouth too. Is it pride? Is it you have an agenda? Are you wanting to be noticed? All those things. And that's not wise. Because we operate in God's love. We, we're not thinking of ourselves and being selfish. Getting God's wisdom first will save a lot of effort. God has all the ideas and is most effective in the ways he's, if we listen to him, he has the keys. He knows. God knows how to multitask. He's pretty good at doing that. So, Seeking God's wisdom first before making decisions. I've got a, a verse out of Ecclesiastes which is in, really interesting in regards to when we, we rush off and do things and, uh, and find out later, well, shouldn't have done that. Uh, Ecclesiastes 10.10, it says, If the axe is dull and he does not sharpen its edge, then he must exert more strength. But wisdom, to sharpen the axe, helps him succeed with less effort. So what it's saying here is that we can make plans and and we race off to do something, but we haven't sharpened the axe. And it takes twice as much, or maybe more than twice as much, effort to try to accomplish something when you haven't taken time to seek God's wisdom, to get prepared. And certainly you save a lot of 
time and, and um, yeah, effort and maybe regret if you just took the time and stopped racing off and trying to do things, competing with other people. You know, even in our church situation, we need to spend time. We just don't make decisions about things. We're going to do this, we're going to do this, we're going to do this. Let's take time to ask God, well, what do you want? And in our church, in our prayer times, ask God, what do you want to do with our youth? What do you want to do with outreach? Because he has the, the keys to all of this. It may be not the same as the church down the road. Because God has so many different ways of touching the lives of people. But if we take time, it's wisdom to take time. Wisdom is is profitable for giving direction. You know, when you get a a new TV or a computer, the last thing you use is the directions. Isn't that right? I'm not too sure about that, my experience, but it's a, usually it's the last thing we do. We go, oh, yeah, I know how to do this, put it all together, and you go, well, what's this piece here? Whoops. And you might have to pull it all apart and start again. So taking direction from the word of God and, and for wisdom, it's best to start there. Saves a lot of time. Many people don't take direction seriously, but it's our responsibility to get wisdom. Ephesians 5.17 says, Therefore do not be vague and thoughtless and foolish, but understand and firmly grasp what the will of the Lord is. We have the responsibility to know the will of God. It is spiritual laziness if we go, oh, well, whatever will be, will be. Oh, yeah. I haven't got time for this. Yeah. Let, you know, whatever's going to happen, it's going to happen. That's, yeah, that's not wise. We have a responsibility to know the will of God. It is our responsibility to find out from the word. In every decision you say, what does the word say? If someone wants to ask you a question, you say, and starts to make a statement, you go, well, what does the word say about that? And it certainly helps to distinguish what is right and what's wrong. So knowledge is not wisdom. People who, who have degrees coming out of their ears and act foolishly. I, I was talking to someone who was very intelligent uh, this week at work and um, she said to me, you don't really believe there's a God. And she knows I'm a pastor, she's a bit of a stirrer. And I said, oh yeah, I think I do. So I just gave a bit of my testimony of how God's, what's God done for me in my life and et cetera, et cetera. But um, I said to her, you know, it says in the Bible 
It's only the fool that says in their heart there is no God. And I said, the 1st of April is their holiday. It's April Fool's Day. <laughs> That's the day they celebrate. So if we want to... You think that's good? Yeah. All right, well, I better move on with the time, looking at the time. With wisdom, there is riches. When wisdom comes, it comes hand in hand with longevity and wealth. So if you want to live a long time, and it would be good to find out how by using God's wisdom. Proverbs 3.13 to 17 says, Happy is the man who finds wisdom. And the man who gains understanding, for her proceeds, uh, her, her proceeds, proce- what is it? Proceed. Yeah, are better than profits of, of silver, and her gain than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies. That's wisdom. And all the things uh, you may desire cannot compare with her. Length of days is in her right hand, and in her left hand riches and honour. Her ways are ways of pleasantness. Oh, I like that. I like to have my life a way of pleasantness. Wouldn't that be nice? And in all her paths are peace. So using wisdom and and getting hold of wisdom brings promotion, it brings increase, even at work. Promotion, if you walk in God's wisdom, because it's beyond the natural wisdom. Having wisdom for discernment, discerning between what is a waste of time and what is of value, so, so important. There's so many things we deal with in our life and sometimes we deal with something, go down a road, and we find it, that was a waste of time. So it's important that we have discernment. Now, discernment means to perceive, see clearly, distinguish, or recognize, and to have keenness in seeing. That, that word discernment can be. Uh, interesting word that people say, well, I have a, um, a, a gift of discernment. And they look around and say, oh, I'm discerning. <laughs> and there is a gift, of course, of that, but some people, I think it's more of a gift of suspicion. A wise person has understanding and discernment. They know when to say something. They discern when they can say something and when they're not to say something. You know, you may, something may cross your mind in regards to your wife and you think, maybe not. Ecclesiastes 3.7 says there's a time to keep silent and there's a time to speak. And as I said before, in the multitude of words, sin is not lacking. 
but he who restrains his lips is wise. Sometimes God gives you a word, a word of knowledge, but that doesn't mean you have to race off and ring up someone and tell them. It may be God wants you to hold, hold that in and just meditate on it. Because he won't be able to trust you and give you other words if he can't trust you. Some people, as I said, have a motor mouth and they never stop talking. And it's usually about my revelation. I have a revelation. And, and all I want to hear is, all I want to do is give you their revelation. And even when you, they stop talking, they're reloading their gun, ready to, st- and they're not really listening to you. They're res- reloading <laughs> to, to give you some more revelation of what they think. You ever had people say, this is what I think, this is my opinion, and they're not interested in you or anything like that. That's unwise. So a wise person knows when to speak and when not to speak. A wise man knows how to discern between good and evil. And as Hebrews 5 talks about mature people, it says, but solid food belongs to those who are of full of age, though that, that is, mature. Uh, those who are by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Maturity as, a, as Christians, as we spend more time in the word, we don't need to, you know, parents say, oh, your children need to experience that side of things. No, they don't. You just give them the word, give them the truth, and they'll know what's right and wrong. And it's for us as well as mature Christians that we learn to distinguish what is right and what is wrong in our decisions we make, in our relationships, in the things which we encounter uh, in our workplace. And, uh, yeah, I won't talk about that one. I had another example, but anyhow. Um, okay, discernment to, to, in regards to what's right and wrong. Wise people realise that people are more important than money, resources. I think, again, the world system, it's all about money, getting money. But wise people realise that, you know, people are more important. And as believers, we, we hopefully believe that, you know. People's lives are precious. And God wants us to be his representatives here on earth as ambassadors. And God expects us to walk in his wisdom. Racing after money and putting their relationship with their family behind and putting money first, spending time in, at work all the time, forgetting their children is not wise. People who are wise hold earthly things lightly. We're only here for 80, 90 years, maybe 100 if you're lucky. Or if you're blessed, sorry. If you're blessed. 
compared with eternity. It's nothing. So let's not put those material things and pleasures before finding God's wisdom and walking in his ways. Each one of us, God has called us to a, to a work, to do something. And if we operate in his wisdom, we'll see eternal value come. There will be things that happen in your life that will have eternal consequences. As we are putting people first and seeing people come into the kingdom, <clears throat> we see that as first in importance. And we don't do it in a, a rough way. We do it in a loving way. We use wisdom. It talks about our, our mouth having seasoned with salt, that we're able to speak words of life to people and have wisdom in doing that and winning souls. It says in the Bible, those who win souls are wise. So let us be wise in winning. And I think that's the, the most important thing. Our lifestyle, our witness speaks louder than what we say. And it's, I mean, we can go out and witness and, and get people born again, but our lifestyle day by day by day speaks louder than just going out and getting people born again. And there's nothing wrong with doing that, but it's, a, it's an ongoing thing. It's not every now and then. We are to be witnesses to God's goodness and God's grace and God's ability working through us that people see that our families are functioning well, our children are blessed, we're in, we are rich in many ways, not just finances. We are happy and prosperous. We have a wonderful future ahead of us because of what God has done for us through Jesus. People are precious, so precious that Jesus died and shed his blood on the cross for us. That's how precious God sees us. And we have to have the mind of Christ. We have to see th things through God's eyes. Amen? So this is just an, again, it's as it I, I, this, this subject of wisdom was something which the Lord put on my heart and I thought, and then I started to read about it and I went, whoa, this is a subject we could do for weeks. So in my one week's <laughs> time, opportunity, I hope I've brought something which is going to be helpful for you to meditate on the word and to be able to apply. Remember, those who are doers of the word, it's the wise man that does the word, builds their house on the rock solid. Amen? So let's be wise and take hold of God's words. Go home and study what it says about wisdom and let's operate in it. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Lord. And it's always wise to give opportunity today to, if there's anyone in this church today here sitting here who don't know about God, who've not had a, a relationship with him, haven't had a relationship with him, well, he is wanting to have a relationship with you. And that's why he sent his son to pay the price for our sin. Jesus paid the price. He paid for the sin for the whole of human race. That 
because he, he wanted relationship. He wanted to have us come back to him. So anyone here today who doesn't know Jesus as their Lord and Saviour, the opportunity, today is a day of salvation. Don't put it off. I think it's wise to join God's family because the future with him is great. Without him, it's pretty sad. I certainly desire and look forward to going to heaven. I don't want to have anything to do with hell. So today, I'm just giving an appeal. If anyone here today who wants to know more about the Lord, who hasn't given their life to the Lord, today is the day. And also, those who um, today who have maybe gone away from God and, and forgot about his wisdom and forgot about his ways, today is the opportunity to, to come back. God's arms are open wide, ready to receive you. If you have big decisions to make, we have a ministry team down the front here after the, the finishing of the service. If you need prayer of agreement for wisdom and ability, feel free. But I'd like to ask if anyone who wants to make Jesus Lord of their life to raise their hand this morning, say, yeah, I want that. I want to go to heaven. I want to know more about and have a life which is fulfilling. Anyone here today, just raise your hand. Okay. Well, it looks like we're all believers here today. Praise God. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you that you have not left us comfortless, that you have given us all things pertaining to life and godliness, that you have given us wisdom, Father, and you're offering it to us. Father, help us to, to put aside our own self and to take hold of what you have for us. Help us to walk from day to day in your wisdom to accomplish what you have called us to, to show the world that we are your disciples as we love each other, as we walk in that wisdom. I ask that you bless everyone here today. Bless their families, bless their homes, bless their employment, and, and Father, bless their businesses. In Jesus' name I ask this. Amen. Thanks for listening. We're always encouraged to hear how God is using this ministry to change lives. If you have a story you would like to share about how God is working in your life, please let us know and send us an email at church at If you would like more information or resources on this or other topics, or if you would like to sow into this ministry financially to help us share messages just like this one each week, please visit our website at rhema.org.au. 